Welcome, Path Folk, to the Find the Path Ventures actual play of the War for the Crown Adventure Path. Where Felix is making a will save. Yeah. Felix is being attacked in the night. <laughs> I mean, attacked is a relative Will she term. have a bad dream? We shall see. I am a cleric, so I have yeah. a pretty good will save. Maybe I can mm. figure out who it is. That'd be nice. Who knows? I mean, as usual. As usual. Yeah, yeah that's right. Always knows. <laughs> it's always a rhetorical question. Yeah. <laughs> but welcome back, everyone, to the continued exploits of our Knights of Summer. When last we left our heroes, they had successfully completed the second day of the Tanager Jubilee, the second and final day. We all lived. Yes, and, and nobody died. We did. And nobody died. We were quite successful. And everybody but Voinum is helpful. Yeah. That's true. Wild, yeah. Verity came close to dying, but no one actually died. Well, not a, well yeah, at the Jubilee, but not at the dance. It's fair. No, no, true. nobody died at the dance at all. Yeah, there was, there was no actual combat in the uh, Dance of the Phalanx. Yes, none of you actually said you drank the punch. So We have oh. an extremely low bar for what's a good party. There was a massacre. <laughs> no one died. Yeah. <laughs> Any party you can walk away from unscathed. But yes, we rejoin our Knights of Summer still at the Palace of Birdsong following the Tanager Jubilee's uh, Masquerade Ball, which ended at about two in the morning. The party had retired for the evening. Technically retired for the morning. <laughs> to wake up bright and early as they will be uh, uh, ushered off the palace grounds tomorrow. I really can't believe Bartleby doesn't give us until early afternoon to leave. Really? You're going to make us stay up to like two in the morning and then be like, yeah, I got to be out of here by nine. It's a little bit easier for them to wake up everyone at the same time. And a lot of people are going to be traveling like a miles and miles. Yeah. You guys are actually pretty close. But you'd uh, all retired for the evening um, after a, a triumphant, uh, again, as uh, was stated earlier, you'd managed to make four of the five of your targets helpful. And hopefully you can maintain those relationships and, uh, and gain some benefits. You might, in fact, even see some benefits of that before the end of this session. Whoa, nice. Interesting. However, uh, after, interesting. after all of this uh, smoozing uh, conversation, basically just trying to, uh, to get a feel for what's been going on in Merritt County, uh, you've made a number of friends and hopefully not too many enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Hopefully not. Great. I think that there's a standing invitation to a potential duel to the death or something between uh, Oliver and uh, Titus. Oh, God, Oliver, go kill him. <laughs> I think it's frowned upon if you actually kill them. Sure. <laughs> Generally speaking, that is uh, that is not encouraged. It's, it's considered a massive pa party foul. Gwen yes. says that mm. over coffee in the morning. Wait a second. <laughs> you know? Wait a moment. But yeah, we left off as all of you had returned back to your room with the aid of the purple finch, uh, changing out of your uh, your complicated ballroom gowns and masquerade attire. Mm -hmm. After the grand unmasking at the end of that, uh, what actually had ended with the, the dance of the phalanx and uh, Felix and Bartleby being the couple the that had yes. the victors, if you will, mm -hmm. that cinched the victory. Well done. Is it cinched or clenched? I think it's cinched. I think either one works, technically. English language. How do you work? <laughs> By Poorly, beating up generally. other languages and alleyways and stealing their words. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Basically, yes. <laughs> it's true, though. It's so true. But following all of this, um, you had retired for the evening. Felix, you retire back to your room. You take off your uh, 
or you're helped out of your clothing. Take off your brand new magical boots. Set those off to the side. Felt so smart yeah. on your feet. Lay down. Consider the uh, the last couple of days. I can only imagine for all of you. It's that like you get back to your rooms. You're so tired that you just lay down mm-hmm. immediately. Dreaming of like, I'm going to wake up a little early, even though I'm already exhausted. I'm going to wake up a little bit early. Go to that steam room and just really steam this up. Maybe soak my feet for a little bit. Really, <laughs> oh, really yeah. relax these bombs. I'm, I'm so tired. Especially because we don't know the accommodations of the Betany estate and if there's True. a sauna there. <laughs> we all show up at eight o'clock at the steam room. We're like, wow, we all yeah. have the same idea. <laughs> Great minds. Party bonding experience. <laughs> <laughs> there's always a bathhouse scene, right? I, think, I was going to say that. I think that happened in Mummy's Mask also, that you all went to did. a bathhouse together. Yeah, at least just a reoccurring Find the Path theme. I mean, it, it yeah. still reminds me of uh, Legacy of Fire, the, the bath scene there. Oh, mm. yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm. But... I think I left off as saying, you know, Felix, you'd lay down in bed, you'd curled up, rested your head on the pillow, and go ahead and make me a will save. Right. I do enjoy starting some of these episodes with will saves. <laughs> Gracious. It's just, it's it's built in tension. Oh, uh, that's a Yikes. four for a 13. Ooh. Uh, I actually have a really good will save, but dang. I was going to say, you are Yikes. a cleric, but yeah. So Felix, you settle in, you start to sleep. Hours pass as all of you rest, all of you to the best of your ability, many of you sleeping quite well. As the uh, the hours tick by, you listen to the sound of the birds chirping and singing outside of your windows, making it impossible to really sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be able to Wonderful. sleep a wink Wonderful. here. Bird chirping mm. just drills straight into my brain and I can't block it out. After a few hours though, uh, unfortunately it's only about six hours later or so that all of you are woken once again. As, uh, Purple Finch goes around, knocks on the doors, wakes each of you one after the next. As I assume that you uh, get up probably quickly, um, either hit the bath, which are, again, just down the hallway from where you're staying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or instead, just go ahead and get dressed and get ready to go. Felix, you awaken after a rough night's sleep. Mechanically speaking, you awaken fatigued. Mm. Ah, much as uh, I was the day before. As you blearily get out of bed, um, again, Purple Finch has to like knock three times on your door to actually wake you. <laughs> oh, jeez. Before I suppose you uh, you climb up out of bed. Uh, before you, uh, well, basically all of you have enough time to finish eating um, before the servants knock on the door again and bring in trays as breakfast is served to each of you in bed since you will be taking off today. Oh, okay. oh, we get breakfast in bed. How fancy. Oh, yes. Yeah. They just bring it in. They set down your trays. No no continental breakfast at this hotel. Oh, no. Continental <laughs> breakfast. What are you, peasants? <laughs> yes, before you all gather together, probably in the solarium, mm. you exit your room so that the servants can go in there and pack up all of your trunks and suitcases and everything else for you to get that ready to travel and then take those outside for you. So you have a chance to make your way down to the solarium at the end of the easternmost of the West Wings um, extensions. This uh, this bright room with these large windows allowing in a nearly painful amount of, uh, of sun, <laughs> considering that they're all southern facing. So the sun's kind of streaming in as you can see it in the distance. Good morning, everyone. Uh, morning. Oh my, what happened to you? Uh, unfortunately, I seem to have suffered the same nightmarish evening that uh, Cornelius did. Now that's odd. I would have expected that you would sleep quite soundly. Any particular reason why you think that? Well, being the victor of the dance and so on and so forth. I think someone is unhappy that we've entered the lands. Perhaps so. Do you recall any details of this particular dream? It took me back to Kazoon where I uh, aided in rebuilding efforts. It Mm. was 
nothing but chaos, and eventually it turned into my own home. And it was, it was unpleasant. My husband was trapped. I could hear my daughter. Couldn't help them. Like, I couldn't do anything. Very helpless. Hmm. I'm sorry. It does sound quite unpleasant. Yes, it sounds awful. Very. It definitely doesn't seem natural for both of us to have had extreme nightmares. It's no coincidence. I have to wonder who's behind this. I agree. Something is afoot. Well, if it follows us, we'll know it's targeted. Mm. Well, actually, do I know enough to be able to, like, like if this was a magical effect, what could cause it? Uh, well, you surmised when it affected you the first time that it might be magical. However, when you made your spellcraft check, you determined that it wasn't a magical effect. Uh, okay, that's, yeah, okay. Could just be really bad nightmares. Hmm. Just seems like an awful coincidence, but it might be a coincidence. That is true. Yeah, I've been under a lot of stress. I mean, to say the least, yes. It's so stressful going out and uh, nearly losing somebody. So that makes kind of some sense, right? Yeah. Feeling mm. like you can't protect somebody and like, you know, from yeah. the day that you had. True. Mm. We're all here for you and each other. Quite right. Maybe the palace is haunted. Mm. Ah, yes. Gods, let's hope not. Well, regardless, we won't be here for much longer. What's the saying? There's no such thing as an unhaunted house. Mm. Well, you'd think if it was actively haunted, they would have, well, done something about it. Well, it's it's metaphorical, Cornelius. Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, it's not <laughs> always metaphorical, but I was meaning it in more of a metaphorical sense. Isn't the Betany estate haunted? Supposedly. So they hmm. say, yes. Time to make some friends with a ghost. Sure, as long as they're friendly. <sighs> Still, it seems like we did pretty well these past couple of days. I think we made good headway. Well, the Baroness still isn't our biggest fan. She doesn't hate us. She was quite um, hostile to us upon first uh, meeting her. She seems Are to be. We... I wouldn't say hostile. I'd more say. Well, actually, unfriendly. sorry, not unfriendly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're using you're using just speech, and I'm using game terms. Yes. So. yes. Well, I mean, we will be in her lands, so I think we'll have other opportunities to prove ourselves and ingratiate Absolutely. ourselves even more. Actions speak louder than words with her, anyway. I suspect. Oh, quite. I think you are quite right. Fair enough. But you have the time to collect yourselves. The servants take all of your luggage out. As you stand here, you do have a view of the front as you're just watching one carriage after the next, after the next. There's a certain politeness uh, that even though technically speaking, because of your rank, you would be allowed to leave first. Instead, they actually let you sleep in a little bit and eat some breakfast. And it tends to be the lower ranked nobles that are forced to like get up, get all their stuff together immediately and, uh, and get out. <laughs> mm. Get the mm. F out. <laughs> Many of them also have much further to travel. True. We are pretty close. Um, you understand, you know, you yourselves, you're fairly close. The um, uh, Lady Foynum is still some, uh, I mean, she's got to travel about 18 miles. I was going to say, she's yeah. like one of the furthest away, isn't she? I actually think Okara's lands are further. Mm, crab's pretty far, too. Yeah, Okara's about far. 20 miles, and yeah, Crab's a good distance away. The Honorary Tribune's probably going to follow our carriage, I guess. She was like the first to leave this morning. Yeah, I was about to say, I, <laughs> she, I think she, she wanted to get out. Yeah. yeah. She's like, yeah, and Crab's uh, 26 miles away, um, which Whoa, means dang. it's going to take, it's it's an entire carriage because a carriage covers about 28 miles in a day. So she's basically going to be on the road the entirety of the day to get back to most. Moost. Mm -hmm. Wow. I always want to say moist. Yeah. Nope. Eventually, though, your carriage rolls up around to the, uh, the front of the palace here. Uh, you can see as uh, Morel gets off of the carriage, uh, steps down and begins to uh, 
direct the servants to get everything up on top of the carriage, because again, with his injury, he can't really uh, lug around your suitcases or anything like that. Brina sits at the uh, on the driver's seat there, watching the uh, the goings on and the people passing. There's a certain amount of that. Uh, again, you didn't really get to see it because you were inside of the carriage when you arrived, and you were very busy when you first arrived here. But for both of them, there's a certain amount of that like discomfort and just proximity to this amount of wealth. Mm. Um, this massive palace here and all of the beautiful gilding and the uh, the servants dressed in their impeccable finest. Um, no longer a sheep. Thank goodness. Good. No, that's what they're, that's their livery year round. <laughs> God, in the summer, that had that would have to be so miserable. Yeah. I suppose you make your way out to the grounds to make your way over to the carriage. Yep. Bartleby stands here um, as he has been standing outside. You've been watching him. Thank all say, the guests for coming. Having to say goodbye to everybody. Yeah. Just standing there politely having a conversation, being a good host. Technically speaking, uh, all of you are aware that he doesn't have to do that. Um, he could send the head butler out. It wouldn't be considered to be uh, faux pas. Or you could have sent Gulgasarn out mm. uh, since he yes, is the central. Gersane's the one you want saying goodbye to everybody from a party. That would probably... <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> I'll have an eye on you. <laughs> like, oh. Have your taxes ready when I come. <laughs> but as you make your way out... The Count, again, resplendent today um, in a uh, pressed doublet of uh, light gray. He tends to favor grays. Mm. Uh, trimmed with blue this time. Gives all of you a warm smile. Well, my friends, I am... I'm not ashamed to say I am sad to see you go. It has been a pleasure reconnecting. It has been a wonderful weekend. Good. I hope that the uh, entertainment um, and the Tanager Jubilee as a whole was uh, to your liking. Certainly. Certainly a memorable event. I will <laughs> yes. carry it with me for quite some time. <laughs> I can uh, second that sentiment. <laughs> I'm pleased to hear, and I hope that all of you return next Rova. Again, Oliver, it was wonderful to be able to see you once again upon the jousting field. <laughs> Thank you very much for your kind words. It's true. It is not anyone that just comes in and, uh, and scores second place to our own O'Kara. So... Mm. You've done quite well, and uh, perhaps next year. He smiles, nods. I suppose I could keep training for sure. Yes, we must set up a tilt uh, immediately upon arriving at the Bartleby Estate. The Bartleby Estate. The Bartleby Estate. I want some payback. <laughs> yes. Is, is, that our, is that our solution? We swap him for Birdsong and he gets the Betney Estate? <laughs> <laughs> sure. No, because he's going to ruin the Betney Estate. If we put this much work into it, uh-uh. True. Verity, it was wonderful to see you as well. And congratulations again on your uh, successful hunt. I understand oh, that the you. trophy should be delivered to your estate probably in the next week or so. Uh, our people work quickly. Wonderful. Thank you. I hope to have a chance to come by and see it sometime. You'd be of more course. than welcome. Cornelius? He smiles, takes Cornelius's hand, shakes it. I think we had a wonderful time discussing the, uh, shall we simply say, the finer points of the arcane arts. Yes, and we should keep up a correspondence. I would love to continue our conversations. Of course, of course. And honestly, again, with a, with a person of your experience and yours as well, Oliver, if either of you find yourself in need, I do have my arcane laboratory here and would be happy to engage further in some uh, discussions of both the arcane or any experiments or such that you might uh, dream up whilst you are staying here. Fair enough. I shall be glad to take you up on it if it comes to that. Ooh, I wonder if of he course. if he would help us with the pump, uh, the little magic pump thing. Mm, maybe. All right, anyway, food for thought for later. Maybe it's a possibility. You yeah. Know. He's helpful. I mean, he could have done that at any point in the past 10 years, but... Exactly. Um, well, maybe he know. doesn't know about it. 
He steps over. Gwen Vivar, it was a pleasure, as always. Yes, it was quite nice to see you too, Bartleby. I'm sure we'll see each other again. I should certainly hope so. And your performance last night was breathtaking. Oh, thank you. I can see why you were so well-beloved on the stages at Opara. It has been a while since I've taken the stage. It was nice. Well, that is a shame. But, again, uh, your voice outshines even the brightest of birds here. So if you should find yourself in the neighborhood again, I would be pleased to entertain you. Thank you. And of course, Felix. He steps over. I am so pleased that you will be staying with us here. And I hope that uh, you'll enjoy your time in Swanmere and uh, hopefully Sackies can uh, find itself turning around. That is my ultimate goal. You know, we spoke briefly and you talked about the, uh, the struggles, the difficulties that this land has, the issues with the infrastructure. And I think that you are right. Stackies has not had a representative in some time, and I will be honest with you. I have never particularly gotten along well with the honorary tribune there. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, I <laughs> no wonder why. whatsoever. I have spoken to Sir Gersain, and I informed him to ship timber and other supplies to your settlement. Oh, to whoa. help you turn Ooh. it around, change it, improve it, if you can. That is incredibly kind of you. Thank you. Of course, there is not a great deal to spare, but you should find, uh, I think it was some maybe perhaps 8,000 gold worth of supplies <laughs> available for oh, you. Yes, uh, not much, he says. <laughs> helpful boy is helpful. Uh, hey. uh, mechanically speaking, that is because he is helpful. Wow. Yeah. He wants uh, to help you. I don't think you quite understand what this means. It will be a great boon in my efforts in, in Staggies. I thank you so much. Well, if I can do some small part, I am pleased to do so. It is our job to oversee the lands that have been entrusted to us and entrusted to you now. And making Sackies both better and more profitable improves the entirety of the county as a whole. I'm going to do my best to, to live up to that. And again, as I had said previously, it turns back to kind of all of you at this point. You are welcome back whenever you would so wish. If you send me word ahead that you'll be coming, I'll be certain to have the servants lay out the rooms for you. That is much is appreciated. appreciated. Thank you. Of course. Well, you have some distance to travel, and uh, your people seem to be eager and ready to go. Hmm. So, again, he takes the time to either shake your hands or kiss the back of your hands. I hope that each of you will take me up on my offer in the future. And welcome to Merritt County. Thank Excellent. you very much. He nods. I suppose you make your way over again as the, the next group of people are making their way out and the carriages are still queuing up. Mm -hmm. uh, Morel steps down, uh, drops down the steps to let you into the carriage as he opens the door, bows at the waist. My ladies, my lords. Thank you. Thank you, Morel. Directly home. Oh, yes. I think yes, so. Yes, please. Then we will get you there as quickly as possible. From here, he pauses for a moment, pulls out the map, <laughs> looks at it. Pull up the map. Does some, yeah, does some math. It will take most of the day to get there, but we should be able to get you there in short order. It's about uh, a little over 20 miles. Oh, that is almost a full day. Jeez. Mm. I mean, it is a big county. Yep. Mm -hmm. But I suppose each of you uh, step forward and uh, step up into your carriage. Yep. Yeah. At which On point it, uh, it starts to roll out, I suppose. As you, as you sit here, you settle in, you watch out the windows as the, the grounds surrounding you slowly pass by. As you make your way out past the two uh, large statues on uh, either side, flanking the entryway. Oh, 
we never did figure out the weird feeling. Mm-hmm. Nope. You roll under the gate and uh, leave the Palace of Birdsong as you set off once again onto the Apara Highway West to make your way back towards Stackies. And look at our list of side quests. <laughs> I'm just imagining we, we then start all comparing notes and setting plans of what we want to do. Well, the first step is just to survey what we have. Right. I'm sure there's going to be some problems immediately in the town if it's been neglected for so long. Uh, no doubt. Well, and I imagine improving stackies will give us credibility when it comes to uh, wanting to improve other parts of the county. Absolutely. Well, it seems like figuring out uh, whatever it is that's broken that drains the marsh should be high on our list as well. It's high on my list. We may look into training some of the local populace as well to form as a militia. I believe um, Baroness Voynum indicated that she would prefer if we did so as quickly as possible. Yes, we may need to get a local population first. That might help, yes. Though, I believe we were discussing the folks out at the Beggarwood. Mm. Which, of course, isn't in our barony, and... No. Though, those people are there, well, I imagine they're not deeded the land, so... It may be an opportunity for us to use some of the timber that Bartleby gave us to build some housing. Isn't there quite well, a bit of empty housing already in the end? Yes. In well, regardless, yes. we'll look at it first. You are informed that there were a number of houses. However, if those houses have been abandoned for 10 years, they're probably going to need repairs. They're going to need repairs for sure. Yeah. But yes, all in good time. It could be something that we tell the people in the Beggarwood, if you come and repair a house, it's yours. Well, we're not allowed to solicit them. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the Talus Barony, which, of course, is the MIA Baron. And, of course, we're not far from Rawthorn Manor and the uh, apparently haunting that's going on there. Yes. You know, we could just solicit enough rumors that people will just come. Like, if the place seems good, word tends to travel. Well, that and for those true. looking for work, there is plenty of work in Stackies right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we certainly have our work cut out for us. Cornelius has a point, though. That's a good way to do it. Advertise that we're repairing the town and there's jobs. Mm. And the people yes. in the Beggarwood aren't tied to any lord. They could leave. Mm-hmm. Yes. And again, we could always actually speak with the different people in charge and, and say, are you okay with us asking people for jobs or something like that? But I know that Telus is going to be difficult to get anything out yes. of. Yes, that is the problem. We have a lot. I think we'll need to wait until we actually get to the estate and organize everything, but we have our work cut out for us. That much is sure. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we have to make sure to do our best to keep up some of the relationships we've built as well. We certainly wouldn't want to snub anybody. I believe we all received an invitation from Lady Crab. Well, we'll wait until we (laughs) get our actual invitations. Yes, of course. But uh, Baron O'Kara as well, I believe, had uh, the desire to see several of us. Probably all of us, really. Yes. Well, and given his proximity to Stackies, that's actually very easy for us to do. Uh, Lady Crab over in Moose is quite far away. I think think we'll probably need to wait for a more opportune moment to go see her, but at the same time, I am very concerned about her daughter, Lady Subsinia. Absolutely. It's true. And she is in the Talus Barony, which is... A curious place that it would be interesting to see for ourselves. There were quite a lot of rumors about various goings-on there of a bad nature. Mm-hmm. Though, as I, as I said, I still think Stackies would have to come first. Of course. Well, of Probably course. improving 
anything we could in the Voinum Barony before moving to other baronies. Well, yes, you, our home needs to be priority. a home. Yes, though that gift Bartleby left us is probably going to be a quite the boon, yes. I think it's a sign that we've rather well ingratiated ourselves with him. Yes. Now we just yes. have to maintain it. Well, and let's not forget the serial murderer that's in Lothadar. Yes, I imagine Grisane would like some help with that. Well, would he like help? He doesn't seem to be soliciting any help. <laughs> <laughs> I think more he wants us to stay out of his way. Yes, but we're not very good at that. <laughs> I've been invited for drinks. Oh, yeah. good. Oh, well, that'll give you a chance to go and look at, uh, maybe get some rumors about this, uh, serial killer. Hopefully yes, not I'm get murdered to... in alleyway. <laughs> Watch your yes, eyes, Yes, please don't I lose hear. your eyes. <laughs> I'm not intending to hunt a serial killer by myself, thank you. Mm, smart. But you all settle in and begin to make your way out of the Stavian lands and uh, back along the Opera Highway West towards your own eventual lands. For my, for the audience's edification, for the players, uh, I have obviously laid out the uh, the map of Merritt County here before you. Uh, and so that you can get a little bit of scale for things, um, Assuming that your uh, estate at the Betney estate is basically your central location, which I can assume it's going to be unless you decide to, I don't know, build a shack or something in the middle of the woods. Uh, yeah, that seems weird. We're going to move like into the choice. haunted collapse Rothorn Manor to the south, just for uh, yes. <laughs> Even more out of the way. Uh, fortunately, the Betney estate is somewhat centrally located, although it is on the more of the eastern side of the county. Uh, so to give you an idea of the distance location from a couple of things, the distance from the Betney estate to Lothadar is about 22 miles, which means that uh, in a carriage you can cover that usually over the course of most of a day. A carriage will travel about three and a half miles at an hour. Um, if you're walking, you could walk all day and barely make that. Um, you could walk about 24 miles over the course of a day. Um, the carriages don't tend to move particularly fast unless you're rushing them, mm. which I'm assuming that you guys are letting the horses take a slow yeah, trot sure. since you're not in a rush right now. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we don't need to push our horses any further than we need to. However, of course, if you decide to forego the carriage, you can, of course, ride on horseback, at which point you can cover about 40 miles over the course of a day, mm. making a little bit better time. That may be necessary for some of the further locations. In fact, actually, much closer to you than Lothadar is uh, Pinsaris in the O'Kara Barony, the, uh, the capital, the only city in the O'Kara Barony where the O'Kara state is located. And that's only about 15 miles from your home. Mm. You are relatively close to the Veneris Barony. However, you would have to travel through the swamps and open grass plains and all the rest of that to, do, to take a straight shot. If you're actually following the road, which is what I'm going to assume that you'd be doing anyway, mm -hmm. to get from where you are to the Voinus Barony, Barony is about 38 miles. So that is not something you can do in a day unless you're on horseback. Mm. So if you're planning on going and visiting the uh, your Baroness, you'll either need to ride on horseback mm -hmm. or make a plan to ride to Lothadar, stop in Lothadar, and then go from Lothadar the rest of the way. So that may not be a bad idea, depending on what we wish to accomplish. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that might what be one of those cases of, hey, let's go to Lothadar, maybe work on the, uh, the serial killer case, and then go over to uh, Bonaris. Yeah. Next distant location is uh, if you actually do wish to attend uh, Lady Crab at the Crab Estate in Most. Unfortunately, because of the bridge being out over Gold Canyon, mm -hmm. it is 55 miles away. Yeah. Oh, jeez. And we're definitely going to need to fix that bridge. <laughs> Mm. Um, if the bridge was fixed, it would be 45 miles away. It actually cuts 10 miles off of the uh, the trek. Wow. Doesn't yeah. sound like much, but it is. Yeah, 10 miles is a lot. We definitely need to fix that bridge when we can. Past that, if you want to get to Newtown, you're looking at a distance of 63 miles. So, further. Um, although, if you repair the bridge, you could actually make that in 37. And if you're wanting to go and try to speak with the uh, the lord of the Telus Barony, 
um, in his capital of Jambus, although from what you understand, that capital's almost abandoned, since most of the people that lived in Jambus now live in Newtown. Uh, however, that Where is... Where somebody's uh, getting kidnapped every four months or so. Yeah. That is uh, 75 miles away from you. Or 25 miles if you repair the bridge, because that's the mm-hmm. reason why it's so far. Yeah. We've got to get in good with uh, the Baroness and start getting this bridge fixed. I think the bridge yeah. is Bartleby. Well, no, it's, the, it's yeah, Bartleby. Yeah, that's yeah. that's Bartleby's jurisdiction. The highways are considered mm-hmm. Bartleby's yeah. um, responsibility. If it was Vornum's, it would have already been fixed. Yeah, that's true. However, you settle in and make your way riding again south. You follow the Aparan Highway. I'm sure Gwen takes a nap. Uh, yeah, sure. probably Felix a lot probably of takes do. a nap too. As uh, it is full. Technically speaking, I don't actually think it is officially fall yet. Um, I, I'm counting Rova as being fall. However, mm. uh, the autumn equinox wouldn't be until the 20th or the 21st. Mm. Just to picture Oliver in the middle of Cornelius and Gwen, and both of us have a head on, have our heads on his <laughs> shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm <am> apparently comfortable. <laughs> yeah, about halfway through the day, you do pass by Lockline Lake once again. Oh, the which is still lake. strangely uh, misty. Yeah, I was yeah. about to ask. I was uh, like, is it still all foggy? Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. That's also on your list of things to investigate. Yeah. Before you make your way steadily south from there, again, the carriage stops every once in a while just to give all of you a chance to step out, stretch your legs, give uh, Karina a chance to make certain that the horses are doing all right before continuing along. Make yeah. sure their you know, tack isn't chafing them or anything. Before mm-hmm. you eventually reach the intersection where the Opara Highway West, which again, despite being called the Opara Highway West, actually runs north and south and is in the eastern part of the barony. Mm-hmm. It made sense to somebody at some point. It's <laughs> like, uh, you know, I used to live on uh, northeast, west, northeast highway. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap your head around that one, grasshopper. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, you then uh, continue on before eventually you make your way into the lands of the Voinum Barony, which is actually the first time you've gone into the Voinum Barony. There is no sign. You follow the road <laughs> along for a short time before you reach a quaint bridge, which crosses across uh, what you're informed is Swamir Pond. Ah. Uh, despite being called Swamir Pond, it's actually more akin to a lake. I mean, it's the better part of about two miles across. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. That's a big it's pond. Pretty- yeah, but they do call it yeah. Swamir Pond. Uh, honestly, because it used to be a pond until the pump broke. Ah, ah, that makes I that see. makes a little bit more sense. <laughs> I God, gotta fix see. pump. The pump is the number one thing. Number one, because, I think so. Yeah. Look at how much land we could acquire if we could just dry it. Mm. Crossing this bridge again, it is a quaint bridge. Um, in fact, it's a it's a classic covered bridge. For, so for those uh, Sleepy Hollow fans here, as you make your way onto the bridge and go trotting across it, with oh, no fancy. way to escape once you're on there. Do we have a headless horseman? Because that would be awesome. <laughs> no, the Doolahan are, her- yeah. are horrible. No, that's yeah. terrible. I don't want yeah, that. Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty high challenge rating. We make friends with it, and it guards our bridge. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, though, you cross across this bridge, and you find that the surrounding area is somewhat divided along the north side of the road and somewhat along the south. The ground is fertile enough to give rise to these uh, these vast copes of trees, providing this somewhat scenic uh, region. Off towards uh, the south from where you are along the left-hand side of the road as you're making your way steadily further west, you can see the Stecky's Marsh just stretch off into the distance. Again, it looks like uh, some enterprising people that live out there, you do pass the occasional shack. Uh, Most of them probably either growing what they can here in the marsh or perhaps collecting peat, since uh, that is rather necessary in the building of various uh, structures. Do we have Mm. blood caimans in our marsh? (laughs) Not that you're aware, but maybe. (laughs) We'll have to go into the marsh to see what's in the marsh. 
Yeah. Sure, Selly yeah, can tell Yeah, Selly would know. That's what the lurker thing is. It's just the biggest blood caiman you ever did see. <laughs> it doesn't feel really bad. It just exists. <laughs> He's just living his best life. But eventually, though, you begin to approach towards not your final destination, but one of your destinations. It's been the better part of about seven hours at this point of actual writing, although it's been about ten hours overall since you originally left. Uh, and as such, it is actually beginning to approach sunset. It's been a long day. Gracious. But you had some chances to nap and all the rest of that stuff. And again, this is uh, Central Taldor, so the weather's actually pretty temperate even this time of year. Mm. Ahead of you, however, you see the town that you will now be reigning over. Stecky's is a quiet little village on the edge of vanishing altogether. Even as you approach, you can see uh, people going about. Many people are just returning back from the fields as there are numerous fields, these farm fields off towards your left-hand side, uh, returning back to their small town. Looking over the town, you can tell that it has probably been struggling for some time. Most of the buildings here are done in a traditional Taldane fashion. The exposed wood frame with uh, reinforced masonry walls or masonry reinforced walls and strong stone foundations. They have very pointed roofs. You don't know how much uh, snow this area gets, but probably a good amount of rain. Mm. And every you'd say almost every third chimney you see doesn't have smoke, meaning that uh, probably about a third of the buildings here are unoccupied. A single forlorn windmill stands at one edge of the town, some distance away from the rest, of which would have probably taken the grain uh, that was grown in the nearby fields and turned it into flour before it was broken. Um, And as such, as you were made aware recently, the town has to cart all their grain all the way from here to Lothadar. Jesus. See, that's too much. Pump and windmill, we divide and conquer. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, right. However, all of that being said, it is... A quaint, pastoral, not quite picturesque, but this quaint, beautiful town. Okay. Yeah, how do the people look? Do they have that Ilmarsh look? (laughs) (laughs) Let's hope not. Uh, Yeah. I will let you in on a second thing that you have accomplished before even showing up here. (laughs) The people of Stacky's, again, as you make your way by, they eye the carriage. Uh, Many of them wave in the direction of, of course, the the driver, Karina, as well as uh, Morel, who sit up front. And a number of them actually do doff their caps, incline their head in respect and acknowledgement as your carriage makes its way through. As uh, Stackies should be unfriendly to you. They have been abused by the nobles for very long. However, having having advanced the honorary tribune too helpful, she came back and gave a fairly good review of all of you before oh, wow. you made your oh, way nice. here. Uh, being that she does run the tavern, it's like, actually, they seem like decent people to me. Um, and as such, the town is currently indifferent to you. Yes! That's a great starting point. Hey, yeah. So you're starting at a neutral baseline. The people don't hate you. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I will definitely take that. (laughs) However, you can tell that this is a town that has suffered after a decade of neglect. Any of those of you wish you have uh, knowledge uh, engineering may make me an engineering check. Is that someone? Uh, That is me. I roll poorly. That is a five for a 13. Gwen rolls a five and also gets a 13. Well, dang. You're tired. Yeah. You're kind of looking around here and you're like, man, there's there's so many issues here. There's a lot of work to be done. A few of them are noticeable. Basically, once you exit the highway, it's like, there's a pothole. There's a pothole. There's a pothole. <laughs> it's <got> very bumpy. <laughs> or tailbone. Verity pulls out a, a journal and starts noting along. everything that we notice. <laughs> yeah. Even looking around out here, you can see that like the town 
is suffering. Um, again, this is a town that is one step away from probably, you could almost guarantee that were something to happen to the Tribune, like if something were to happen to Anara and she had to close up the bar, this town would go under. Ah. That would be it. Everyone would just pack it up and leave. Uh, it's amazing to be perfectly honest and probably a testament to her keeping people here that this town hasn't already done that and everyone just moved on to Lothadar um, or mm. Pensaris because you've heard great things about how the Baron handles things his way. Mm. People get very like, this is my home. Oh, yeah. We've lived here for generations and farmed so this land, you know, yeah. We need to make it a better home. <laughs> a fair number of people in this town have probably never even left. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I'll give all of you uh, for free is you do note, looking around, you can clearly tell that the roads are in disrepair. The farms also need work. Probably a great deal, because you can tell that the farms are not being fully utilized. Probably mm. because there's just not mm. enough people to work all the land that they're trying to farm. Mm. The market square seems to be in bad condition. Even the well itself, which is located in the central market, you can tell that like the lumber and such that's supporting the awning over the top of it to keep things from falling or birds from pooping into the well or anything like that is rotted and decayed and should have mm. probably been replaced a decade or more ago. The mill is an obvious big problem as you look yeah. up towards it. However, you can also tell that even things like the tavern here is, uh, even as you pass it, you can tell that this is a home that had a bit of an extension put onto it. Like this wasn't a building mm. built to even house everyone that's here. And so they're like tables set up outside for people mm. because they're just, it's too much yeah. overflow from it. I imagine there's no the like the inn attached to this tavern either, right? Uh, if there is, it's probably one of those you can sleep in the hayloft oh, sort yeah. of situations and not an actual inn. The doors to the uh, shrine that are located here, the small temple in the city are closed and uh, chained. Well, we brought a cleric with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, gonna, yeah. Gonna go find that lock. That's what you can just see easily looking around. Um, there's probably a great deal more that you could do to help this town. Yeah, we might do right, some... starting the list. Yeah, some gathering of information later to figure out what exactly needs to be done. Yes, first sleep, then wandering around the town. <laughs> However, you make your way through town, uh, riding through the village. Again, uh, the people here seem to be both uh, literal and figuratively indifferent. Yeah, they're just like, okay. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay, well, somebody's bought the Betany estate. Hopefully that does something. Yeah. However, you know, you are in fall. Like, it's it's harvest season now. The ride from here up to the Betany estate itself isn't that far. Um, the Betany estate is only about a mile and a half outside of town. Okay. You ride steadily up a hill into the small forested area. Um, this low hill overlooking the hamlet of Stackies behind you. The cobblestone road here switches back and forth up the hill. As you begin your approach, you can still feel the occasional... There's a pothole. <laughs> yeah. Or sometimes the, you know, maybe even more concerning is occasionally there's a little bit of that shift where suddenly the carriage swerves a little bit. There's no Where room. you can tell that there's a, it's not even just the pothole, but there's also probably loose cobblestones, which are actually more dangerous for horses than Ooh. potholes. Yeah. Because the horse can see the pothole. But if cobblestone shifts underneath their foot, you could easily break a leg. Mm. Atop the hill stands... A fine-looking estate, if a little bit shabby. Brambles and thick undergrowth crowd the surrounding gardens nearby. Ivy creeps up the two-story marble facade of the front of the building. Numerous windows overlook the surrounding grounds, and it looks as if the grass has been freshly shorn um, in a mm. way that, even as you begin to approach, you can smell that thick smell of fresh-cut grass even days later. 
wide steps lead up towards the front of the building, and you can see that uh, circling around the side of the building is another path that probably leads back to where the carriage would be stored, and maybe a servant's quarters. You think you can see a smaller second building back behind this first one. The building's windows um, have the shutters currently closed on the sides, but it looks like the shutters have all been pulled back on the front with the anticipation of your arrival so that you have this beautiful view of the building. All of the building is exceptionally well built. It looks to be very sturdy and has probably stood here for maybe even centuries. However, the most curious thing of this entire building is a tower built into the structure. Hmm. The tower itself is clearly far older than the main house. Um, it's actually okay. built in a style that has probably been here for, it could have been here for a thousand years. That's where the ghosts wow. are for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's the haunted area. <laughs> I there call is dibs. a massive front porch, the little circle drive, and there's a fountain up front, although the oh. fountain is not currently running. That's fine. There's a statue of the, on the fountain, which appears to be five swans. Hmm. See, Night Swan probably comes from here. Sorry, sorry. Night Warbler probably comes from here. Because <laughs> 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 there's a lot of swan-themed things here. Yes. Like Swanmere Pond. That's why I'm thinking it's Karina. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe? I'm not entirely positive what each of you were expecting coming here, but this estate is large. Yeah, this sounds bigger than I thought it would be. Like, you bought an estate kind of out of the way, but this thing is space. This is actually bigger than any of your own home estates. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's weird. The idea of a single lady just living here alone. Because this place this place looks like it could support a family of like 10. Wow. And the servants. You know, this is a large place. As you make your way up towards the front of this, the carriage begins to pull up into the circled cobblestone drive on the front. The front door opens, and a bevy of servants make their way out. Four adults uh, and two small children Mm. step out as they queue up along one side, waiting for the carriage to pull up to a halt. Morel dismounts, makes his way to the side, drops down the ladder for you once again, opens the door, uh, offers a hand up to each of you as you step out. Probably a little stiff leg because you've been going for about three hours right now. Oh, man. Yes. The sun sets in the distance and paints a beautiful view of the Bettany estate of Swanmere. Oh, it's nice. As you step out of the carriage, a man separates from the other three up on the front porch, makes his way down. The man walks with a pronounced uh, limp. You don't think necessarily from an injury so much as just the accumulation of years. You can immediately see a family resemblance between him and Morel. And as such, uh, you believe when you've spoken to Morel previously, he informed you that his father, Mayron, mm-hmm. is the butler here. Yeah. The man is tall. You think, were he not slightly stooped, he'd probably stand at about six feet tall. Um, however, he is almost rel thin, has a well-trimmed beard that is this snowy white, and has gone, um, you'd say exceptionally, that's probably a term you wouldn't use to his face, but fluffy. Uh, with his age, <laughs> yeah. as has mm. his mane of white with just a few traces of steel left in it hair. His eyes are a piercing blue underneath bushy eyebrows, and he steps forward wearing a fine doublet. You think he's probably dressed in his servant's vest mm. as he steps up, bows as well as he can at the waist. Welcome to Swanmere. I am Marin Delros. Uh, you are obviously uh, Countess Zespire. I am, thank you. It is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. I mean, it, is, it is quite the pleasure to make yours. 
I am very pleased to see you here, and I hope that Swanmere is... After staying in the palace, it is obviously not much, but I hope that it meets your expectations. I find it to be quite wonderful so far. It is a lovely place. Oh, thank you. You must be Count Darhan. Just so. Thank you uh, very much, and it is a pleasure to meet you as well. Oh, fantastic. Then uh, you are obviously uh, Baron Mariset, and you must therefore be Baroness Corsina, and the Viscountess Kastner. Yes. Very not. I was informed by your uh, estate salesman, uh, uh, a woman, uh, Martella, I believe she said her name was. <laughs> mm. uh, yes, that, estate salesman. That you would be staying um, here at least through the winter. That yes. is our intention. Oh, if I may be so forward. Me bows again at the waist. It is a pleasure to see people here again. <laughs> the house has stood empty for far, far too long. And it, uh, I think I speak for all of us when I say it warms our hearts to see people once again in the halls of Swanmere. It is, it is a beautiful place. Uh, may I do the honor to introduce the rest of your staff? Oh, please. <laughs> the man smiles, turns. He walks at that, uh, he walks at that NPC speed. Oh. Um, <laughs> not fast, not slow. Not fast, not slow. It's definitely not the speed we move is the, is the mm -hmm. biggest thing. Mm -hmm. Not with these new boots. <laughs> no, Especially nobody true, right? moves that fast. You're These boots were made for striding. If you so. wear them with your heavy armor, do you get to have your normal 40-foot movement speed? Yes. Good to know. Marin leads you up the stairs where you see an older woman um, with a kind face um, and this hair that obviously at one point was that brilliant red that you see on, uh, you're going to assume, her children and grandchildren. Um, however, it has started to go to kind of this uh, this grayish shade. Gives all of you a smile as you reach the top of the stairs. Marin inclines his head. This is Clara. He gestures over the woman curtsies to each of you quite low. Clara Delros, it is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. It's lovely to meet you. Indeed. I, I hope you'll be happy here. We've prepared everything as best we can. I trust that... Uh, my husband and uh, my daughter took care of you on the road. My husband will, of course, be acting as a valet for the gentleman, and I will be lady's maid. She nods to Gwen, Verity, and Felix. Hmm. Wonderful. Very not. And will be available for anything that you need me for. Glad to hear it. She smiles, nods, gesturing to the next in line. The next woman over is a young woman, you'd say probably in maybe her late 20s, early 30s. She has also brilliant red hair. She looks to be a little bit older than Karina, who you think is probably in her early 20s. Marin steps over. Uh, this is uh, my daughter, Gemma. The woman inclines her head. Morel's sister. Morel nods. Uh, again, there looks to be a 20-year age gap between the two of them. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Gemma curtsies. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Uh, I'm the cook here, so uh, I'll be taking care of all of your meals. So if you have any preferences or dislikes, please... Uh, don't hesitate to let me know. Uh, we'll be having salmon for dinner. Mm. Sounds delicious. Yes. Um, if you have any need of me, I'll be uh, down in the, the kitchen, but there is a servant's bell, and if you ring it there, I will let anyone present know. And uh, I will be going into town. She glances over towards Karina, um, who kind of holds up two fingers, uh, the day after next. And so I can purchase anything in town that you need for the estate if there's anything specifically that you're particularly hungry for. Hmm. Excellent. 
And this is my husband, Brent. She gestures to the uh, the next man over, who is a tall, burly-looking man. He has this thick mane of black hair. Again, you you can immediately go, blood relation, blood relation, not blood relation, that guy. <laughs> mm. The man is tall and strapping. Uh, looks to be probably right at about 30, late 20s, early 30s, somewhere right in that range. Um, human man with piercing dark eyes, uh, very handsome. Hmm. He steps forward, um, bows at the waist in a way that I won't even require check. You can kind of tell that he's probably not used to the servant position. Mm. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Uh, I am hmm. but, uh, Kinsley. Um, any of those of you who actually have uh, linguistics may make me a uh, linguistics check. Hey, I have that. <laughs> My turn to roll the 19. Uh, 19 for a 23 from Verity. Uh, Gwen rolls a 14 for a 22. <laughs> Very nice. I will go ahead and give it to uh, both of you. Uh, first off, if you can tell that Clara's, the way that she speaks Taldane is very much more of a coastal manner. Hmm. And as such, um, it's much more akin to what Verity is used to hearing in the vicinity of um, the coast uh, closer to Casimir than anything inland, such as you are. Brant's accent is also off. His accent sounds more akin to what you would hear in Nopara itself. Um, and a little bit of that, like, there's not a real easy way to, to put it, but a little bit more of that even lower class than um, any of the other servants here. Like, mm. this was more what you were hearing spoken on the streets when you were over in the east side of Opara. Okay. Mm. okay. Whether or not that has any meaning or bearing on no, anything. No, but maybe. Uh, it probably Something means he's about. a he's a recent addition to the staff. Well, it also means that she married down with some random. Yeah, because this guy. is the the cook's husband. Hmm. I'll be serving as your uh, your footman. So if you find yourself in need of uh, anything, that will be my duty to take care of. Very well. Uh, all of you are aware as footman basically means that um, his wife cooks things. He takes the trays up and puts them on the table for you. Um, as well ah. as like, if you need someone to hold open a door, if you need someone to shine your shoes, any of the rest of that stuff, he's kind Random of the catch-all. He's the catch-all for it, yeah. He's the gopher, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he turns to gesture to the uh, the next boy in line, um, who oh. immediately steps forward and bows super low at the waist. Cute. How flexible. He beams up at all of you, uh, bright red shock of hair, these brilliant shining eyes. Hello. There's a kind of a cough from... Uh, you're going to guess his grandfather in Maron's form as he uh, battles deeply again. Brant shakes his head. This is my son, Luca. How old does he look? 10 or 11, maybe. But Luca smiles. Uh, that's right. Uh, ladies, lords, um, I'm, I'm Luca Kinsey. I will be your page. Um, so uh, if you need me to shout your name at anyone, I will be happy to do that. Uh, if you need me to carry weapons anyone. around. Um, oh, man. I can carry oh, weapons God. around for you. I um, want to take this kid with us everywhere we go and just have him scream our names repeat, repeatedly. Oh, man. Mm. Oh, very well. Uh, so, yes, I'll be happy to help you. And uh, I've got everything set up, so you let me know. And this is my brother, Pace. He points over towards the other child, who's kind of half hiding behind him. Cute. Aww. Gives Aww. all of you a smile and a nod. Ah, the shy wave. one. And Pace is a little quiet, but uh, Pace will be uh, your scullery boy. So if you oh. need anything taken care of. He's your man for that. Right. Well, a pleasure to meet you both. How old does Pace look? Uh, you pin him as maybe seven or eight. Hmm. Gwen smiles at the children. All these little children here. All right. Marin clears his throat. Uh, shall we take the tour then? Uh, yes. That would be wonderful. I would be happy to show you around the, the, the grounds and um, inside of the building. And uh, in the meantime, 
Brant already nods, making his way past. I'll take all of your luggage in. I'll put it in the foyer. Uh, please let me know what rooms that you'll be choosing. All right. As we all go, we're going to reserve that until we get the full tour. <laughs> well, the lady of the house gets the lady of well, the house Well, yeah, obviously, yeah. Felix gets first pick. But. And Gwen wants to stay in the spooky tower. Yeah, apparently, mm-hmm. apparently That's Gwen That's not wants... where Felix is already going to be staying, but yeah, like I'm down for the spooky tower. tower. The, the wizard. You would think. <laughs> Maybe there's two rooms there. He'd be my wizard's tower. Luca clears his throat. Uh, uh, grandfather, you, you missed some people. Mm-hmm. He pauses, looks at the child, uh, looks back towards the house. Oh, oh yes, um... We don't have any dogs here at Swanmere. Um, Lady Alice was um, adverse. Hmm. He does nod to where you can see uh, three old-looking cats um, that (laughs) stare at you from a nearby window. Oh, very good. All of these, these long-haired forest cats of a variety of different shades. Wow. I love them. Luca nods. I love them, but I miss my dog, (laughs) is what I'm (laughs) getting. Oh, those are uh, Blink, Nod, and Wink. Oh, that's, oh, that's cute. Wink, nod, and wink. Amazing. <laughs> They're cute and we love them. They're we stand regal. them. Uh, they've been mousers for years, and you will find no rodents anywhere inside of Swanmere. I can mm. uh, guarantee you that. They're getting a little bit uh, slow in their old age, but aren't we all? Oh, I'm sorry. Let me uh, let me show you inside. <laughs> I was just like, yes. Yes. Grandfather, you forgot somebody. You have to introduce the cats. Yes, this the kid. cats are important. Luca's my favorite. Yeah, considering that uh, Alice died 10 years ago, um, all these cats must be more than 10 years old. Yeah. All of these cats are the actual owners of this house. Like, they inherited <laughs> Alice's <laughs> house. Like, that's what happened. Yeah, she left, she left the house to these three cats. <laughs> <laughs> They're Not just letting us rent it. <laughs> but I suppose then uh, you are led inside. Um, again, when you were provided the documents, uh, the documents you were provided also included basically the deed to the house. So you are in, in effect the new owners of said house. Yes, as much as we joke about the cats owning it, we technically do own no, of it. Course. <laughs> the animals can't the own law. property. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're taking up onto the front porch. There are uh, two sets of uh, double doors um, that lead from the pr- front porch uh, into the building proper. Hmm. Huh. You're led from here into the foyer. The foyer is a large affair. Um, this large, right. spacious hardwood covers the floor um, where it's not covered by a large rug. A chandelier hangs down from the ceiling, um, illuminating this space. You can see that there are numerous archways that lead off of this chamber and a large fireplace. One of those fireplaces that is so large and double-sided that if the fire weren't going, you could duck through into the next room over. In case let's, you know, let's that's not necessary. Do that, though. Just in case we need to do that. Uh, as you step in, Oh, this is the foyer. Um, it is uh, made particularly large uh, in the event that you wish to have company over for dances. Uh, the rugs can be removed for any official purposes or such that you may feel uh, you need. It has not seen a dance here since the time of my father, but uh, if you are so interested, um, we could do so. Uh, would you like to start in the, uh, the servants' areas, or do you want to, um, if you want to see those... Um, or I can take you around through the entertaining rooms. We should see everything. Uh, I would like to see everything to so that I can figure out what all needs repairs, fixes, or just uh, to be left alone. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, well, then follow me. We'll start with the parlor. Uh, you're left from here into the parlor, uh, which is basically to the left of the foyer which is a a fairly large room, uh, large enough to contain two full couches, another chair here with another window that overlooks uh, outside, kind of a small smoking room environment, Um, a polite Mm. area where you could kind of gather together and sit while the servants are getting ready 
um, for other things. Is this the window the kitties were looking out of? Yes. Gwen immediately goes and kneels by the kitties and offers her hand because all three of the cats they, are in here. They are <laughs> the most important things in this house right now. <laughs> Blink and Nod watch you somewhat suspiciously. Uh, Wink trots over and then immediately flops down onto one side. <laughs> kind of like raises Aww, up. We so found a cat. Yeah, Gwen immediately starts petting this cat. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, Wink is our least skilled uh, mouser, <laughs> but our <laughs> most. Uh, most skilled greeter. <laughs> well, everyone needs a speciality. Yeah. Blink watches Wink um, and just kind of slow blinks at Wink. <laughs> Wink winks back. <laughs> next, follow me through. He takes you through the door into the next room, which is a rather large dining room. Um, it is currently oh. set for eight, if necessary. Nice. Um, this spacious room with a chandelier which hangs overhead, this beautiful cherry wood table on top of a large rug uh, that covers the floor, and a fireplace set off towards one side. Over the fireplace is a beautiful portrait of a woman you're going to guess maybe in her 70s or possibly 80s, uh, with snowy white hair, uh, piercing eyes, a resting expression of <sighs> almost impatience. <laughs> it's like she had to wait to get this painting done and just seems to be so entirely done with it sitting around her feet are the three cats although they do Mood. look substantially younger in this picture <laughs> mm. all right that's fun that's a nice alice so picture. handsome uh there's a single door which leads off of this of which uh again since you wanted the the full experience of the full uh, experience the full experience mayron does open uh, through here is the base of the tower uh, the tower is very old. I don't know if any of you have um, interest in history or not. Sure. Mm. Oh, please do. Yes. I, we did notice that the tower looks much older than the rest of the structure. Uh, yes. Um, uh, the tower itself predates the manor house. The tower was initially built just after the year 2000, some 2,700 years ago. Good gracious, that's old. Uh, yeah. It is uh, exceptionally old and was used as a watchtower for its position here on the hill uh, to guard against the encroachment of enemies. And this was when the uh, Viridian forest reached all the way south past here, and so it was a forest watch station and overlooked the surrounding region. Uh, at that time, it was part of the Sindaris land. Uh, the house was originally started, the construction was, by Tedric Sindaris. Why does that name sound familiar? Uh, the name sounds familiar because you had heard about, well, and he'll get into that a little bit here, but you had heard the Sandaris name once before. Mm -hmm. um, about uh, a thousand years ago when the Shining Crusade began, the manor was finished being constructed in much the shape you'd seen it now, although fire caused some damage on three separate occasions and uh, sections of the house have had to been rebuilt and replaced over the years. Mm. Um, but I suppose, in essence, as long as the foundation is still here, you can still consider it to be the same manner uh, that has stood since the Shining Crusade. Mm. However, the last of the Knights of House Sindaris rode out during the Shining Crusade and died on the battlefield against the Whispering oh, Tyrant. Oh, that's right. Okay. That's, yeah, okay. Yeah, that and sounds right. With their dying breath, they uplifted their Bettany Squire to their position of noble lord. Although they did not receive all the lands, they were allowed the surrounding territory and stackies and inherited this manor, which has been in the Bettany family for almost a thousand years. Hmm. Uh, that was, of course, until the uh, the death of the 
late Lady Alice. Hmm. The tower isn't used to entertain much or anything like that. It is, uh, shall we say, old and drafty. However, uh, the family has had a long connection to it. It has been said that as long as there is a stone standing on this tower, the family line will in some manner continue. This house has been supposedly blessed for many generations. And while no harm ever came to Alice, um, unfortunately, she was never... Uh, I will not speak any ill of her, of course, but um, she never met the, uh, the right person to carry on her family name, and she had no interest in adopting, so the Bettany family ended with her. Mm. Uh, he takes you into the tower, which, again, even stepping in here, like, is redolent with age. Mm. We glance at Gwen, like, you sure you want this place? If there's a bedroom on the top floor of this tower, but if not, no. She wants that killer view. <laughs> <laughs> Stepping in here, you can tell that this tower is basically used as like a giant kind of cold storage. Um, there oh, wow. are very few windows in here. There are no windows on the ground floor. Um, and so it is, uh, even as you step in here, it's it's chill. It's kind of like walking into a cave chill. Nice. Hmm. But again, stepping in here, it's kind of the equivalent of us stepping into, you know, a tower that was built by the Romans in negative 700 or something like that. Like this is old. Uh, that being said, it's obviously been reinforced and well cared for. <laughs> There's a, a door on one end of this tower, not on the outside wall, but on the inside wall surrounding a large central pillar. Oh, staircase. Uh, this leads to the stairs that leads to the second floor of the tower, uh, which has been converted into a shrine. Oh, to who? Oh. Uh, the family paid tribute to uh, Abadar, uh, the wealthy father. Uh, Lady Bettany had no real use for the shrine. She was not a, a religious woman. Hmm. But the shrine still stands. Um, and one of the previous generations installed a fine stained glass uh, dome atop it. Oh, wow. That's so lovely. we can make our way up this. there and view that once we go to the second floor. Hmm. Well, that seems really fitting. He leads you back out, uh, back through the parlor, back around south and then into the uh, rather spacious kitchen. It's a kitchen. It's very nice. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a large fireplace here, which again, it's that double-sided fireplace thing where it also Love it. keeps the dining room as well. And there's a lot of space in here for... Uh, Kitchening. For kitchening. <laughs> yeah, again, for Gemma to work. Uh, off of the kitchen, you're taken through the pantry, uh, which has been recently well-stocked. Oh, uh, there's great. also a back All door right. that leads out from the pantry uh, back outside. So there's Excellent. a servant's entrance so that they don't have to tromp through the house when they're bringing in groceries. Off of the kitchen um, and the pantry are also the stairs, which leads downstairs um, oh, into the cellar. There's a downstairs? Basement? There's cellar. a basement. Uh, yep, there's yeah. a cellar below. Probably a wine cellar. Uh, I can take you down to the cellar now if you wish, or we can continue here. Well, let's, let's see it. You're taken down to the cellar. Down at the bottom of the stairs, it takes you into a large, spacious cellar, uh, which seems to be mostly the kind of the dry, long-term storage down here. Uh, you're quickly shown around this area. Um, through here, there's also a exceptionally large wine cellar. Yep. Cool. That's what I figured. This is activating all of my Stardew Valley, like, fix up the place <laughs> and, and build yeah. things. Very much so. Uh, the wine cellar being uh, about 20 feet by 25 feet, and... Stacked with uh, various casks uh, as well as wine racks. Uh, the Lady Bettany did have a strong affinity for wine. Mm. Uh, no other alcohol, simply wine. Well, we would have gotten along. Off of the cellar are also two iron doors that are heavily reinforced. Jail? What are those? Uh, the family has had to act as arbitrators over years. Um, he leads you into one of them that one of the doors that leads you into a small holding cell. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my. Okay. The jail. 
and as such, uh, the family has over the years been um, been necessary to hold certain uh, people until such a time as the local authorities, the count. Um, in our case, um, uh, Sir Gulgasern can ah. come and collect them for capital punishment, um, if that is necessary, or any other punishments required. Mm. What was the last time these cells were used? Uh, Lady Alice did not like to have... Um, he shuffles a bit. Lady Alice did not like to have people under the same roof as her. Um, oh. It made her uncomfortable, and the idea of having people down here more so, so not since her father's time. The last time uh, Zespire was here, I suppose. Hmm. Hmm. Um, All right. But yes, uh, the the keys are of course yours, um, so you may come and go from here, or use it however you would so wish. Uh, there are old rumors about the place, but I would not pay them any heed. Still, we'd like to hear the rumors, so we're not surprised. Blindsided. <laughs> there were stories that... Um, in a previous generation, some four generations back, Alcos Betney supposedly uh, locked his wife away down here. Oh, how dreadful. I don't believe in any of that. The Betneys have always been a fine, noble family and would not do something of the sort, but uh, rumors are what rumors are. Mm. All right, ghosts starting to get credence. He takes you to the other side, unlocks the door on the other side leading to the base of the tower, um, which is a large uh, circular area, um, heavily reinforced. Hmm. This was serves as the family's armory. He gestures to, to a number of weapon racks, um, armor racks and such. Uh, there's not a great deal of equipment down here. That which is down here has been left here for years. Mm -hmm. um, a fair number of like basically long swords, spears and such um, that time hasn't claimed. The Bettany family were once crusaders, much like the other families, and would participate in the uh, armies of exploration, but those times have passed. However, it is here, and importantly, he makes his way over towards one of the nearby tables, tries to, like, kind of lift it and move it. I imagine uh, someone burlier mm. than he would probably help. Yeah, I can come help. Uh, revealing a trap door. Oh. Oh. Huh. Curious. Oh. Sort of like an escape hatch. Uh, yes, in the event that the family is in jeopardy. He gestures up towards the ceiling where you can see another trap door. Is this going to be foreshadowing? All of this is foreshadowing. It feels very foreshadowy. There's a trap door under the uh, stairs on the first floor uh, and a secret passage from the master bedroom that can lead into the shrine. In case oh. the family is attacked, this, uh, glancing down, you can see, uh, yeah, there's a, there's an escape tunnel down there. Oh, wow. wow. All right. Okay, then. In case something untoward should happen. Yes, we make sure to put the table back onto that so that nobody can uh, break yeah, in. Yeah, definitely, in case uh, somebody comes up. Has it ever needed to be used? There were rumors that it saw some use during uh, the Chelish Rebellion. There was a local faction family that were angry with the Betanese, as the Betanese greatly opposed the um, annexation of Galt. As the Betneys mm. had family there, and supposedly there was some uprising. I'd also heard story once that the Sandaris family had to use it after a peasant revolt. Mm. But no, it, it does not see common use, and I've never gone down that tunnel. I understand that it leads out somewhere near um, the base of the hill. All right. Guess what we're chesting out? Near the old graveyard. Oh, great. Fitting. Great. Uh, shall we return upstairs? Mm -hmm. Yes. 
But returning back upstairs, he does show you through. There's a uh, servant's bath off of the servant's hall, off of the kitchen, um, as well as the servant's room. He would inform you that this is where uh, Karina stays. Uh, there's a separate servant's quarters, which is a house um, on the grounds. However, that uh, is currently being used by the Kinsey family. So Gemma, Brant, uh, Luca, and Pace yeah. stay in the house that's separate. Makes sense. Yeah, they don't yeah. need it. Uh, Morell and Clara also stay here. Okay. okay. Yeah, like, ah, okay. Where do they stay? He then takes you back uh, off onto the foyer. Um, he shows you the music room, which is located off of the foyer, oh, uh, which nice. does have a piano here. And uh, plenty of seating in here to uh, sit back and, and enjoy fine music produced here. So in the case that, uh, again, Gwen needs a room to practice in, she's got one. Yay. Uh, next to the uh, music room, still off of the foyer, is the trophy room. Oh, wow. Oh, that's um, where oh, wow. Manticore is going to go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Darahan. <laughs> I like yeah. on this map, one of these looks like it's a dragon. Um, there's actually a mounted alligator head. Oh, Whoa. okay. All right. So maybe Wild. there are caimans. <laughs> There's also a uh, boar, a wolf, a stag, and the floor is covered in a large bearskin rug. Hmm. There's also a couch to sit in here and enjoy yourselves. Yes. Yes, to en enjoy so the So you death. can enjoy the uh, past conquests, I suppose. Yes, and the smell of taxidermy. Of course, oh, with yeah. this being Taldor, off of the trophy room is the game room, uh, which oh, has hi. a large Very circular good. table. Large enough for a D and D group of six to sit. Hey, nice. <laughs> Remember, they play Starfinder. Oh yeah, yeah. Starfinder. Yes, yes. <laughs> Starfinder table of six. Perfect. Uh, there's a corner bookcase in here, which contains a vast variety of almost entirely again because the Taldane don't really like games of chance so much strategy games, which covers one mm -hmm. entire shelf in here. Yeah, there's like a bunch of different versions of Risk. It's true. Whoever was here previously <laughs> was a uh, was a Wood Elf player. As far as our Warhammer <laughs> is concerned. Uh, well, fair enough. Can't judge them too harshly. Can I start buying miniatures, like spending my gold on Yes, you can various... spend all of your gold yeah. on that. Yay! Oh, wait. <laughs> wait. For the great tournament. You're shown the uh, the back porch, um, which overlooks the grounds outside, where, again, you can see the servants' quarters. Uh, there is a large statue back here, and also a spacious garden, so you can go out and uh, tour the grounds. The gardens look kind of ill-kempt. That's Although, fine. again, from what you understand, this old man had lived here and been taking care of this entire house by himself. Yeah, we don't have a yeah, gardener. There's no dedicated so. gardener, so. No, uh, currently unexpected. your footman is basically your gardener. Hmm. Uh, there's a set of stairs that lead up to the second floor. Um, you're also shown to the steam room. Ooh. Hmm. Hey, there is a steam room. Yeah, there is a steam room here. It is uh, It is left over from basically the ancient Taldane structure that was originally here. Delightful. Nice. We needed a steam room. So it means there's a lot of volcanic activity under, like, Merritt County. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure, sure how I feel well, about yeah, that. There was an earthquake. There was I an mean, earthquake, yeah. True. Yeah. Um, opposite the steam room, but still off of the foyer, is the fainting room. <laughs> fainting Excellent. room. Oh uh, there's gosh. a large fireplace off towards one side and a very large, comfortable-looking fainting couch. Ah, the nap so. room, you mean. This yes, is it's, the, it's nap the nap room. Yes, sure. this is the nap yeah. room. Yeah. <laughs> Technically speaking, it's the fainting room in case you've been dancing mm. too long with your corset too tight and you have to go and pass out somewhere. Because <laughs> <laughs> heaven Super forbid healthy. you just take off the corset. The chaise lounge. Yes. A lot of this you can tell that the furniture, the rugs and all the rest of that, the furniture's probably been covered by a sheet by, for 10 years, but they seem to have like kind of taken all the pillows out and like dusted them off and all the rest um. of that. And the rugs have all been only recently unrolled. Um, they're still mm. kind of like curling up a little bit at the corners. Um, so everything here has been in storage for a while. However, this next room looks to have been actually well cared for and intended to, which is the conservatory. Oh, um, all the fun. plants in here are rather well taken care of, and large windows cover every available surface. Nice. Somebody's got a green thumb. There actually is not a, uh, a second floor to this area, and so the roof of this room is also glass pane. Oh, Ooh, neat. nice. 
Um, lastly, again, off of the foyer, towards the front of the house, opposite of where the parlor is, is the art room. Hmm. Uh, which oh, has nice. numerous uh, has easels set off towards one side, has a number of different uh, uh, paint collection off towards an entire other side. Mostly seemingly used for paint, but there's also a table set in here for various crafts. Gwen is also excited about this room. Yeah, the paint room. Uh, after this, you're taken up to the second floor, um, where you find that there's a large landing um, that overlooks the ground floor below, allowing you to hmm. see down into the foyer from the landing without being interrupted as well as a set of bay windows or wide windows that overlook the grounds uh, behind the house. Nice. You're from here shown into, through the double doors, into the library. Oh, wow. Which is oh, yeah. massive. Ah, yes. A fireplace dominates one wall. Um, over that fireplace is a depiction of uh, what looks to be an older gentleman. This painting is old, probably 100 to maybe 300 years old, of a man studying over uh, various tomes. A massive table runs the length of the center of this room, and two comfortable plush-looking chairs sit off towards one side to allow someone to sit in comfort and read. The walls are covered in bookcases that stretch up to the full 12-foot height of this room. Yeah, the boys will be. With ladders on rails to allow easy access <laughs> to the upper reaches. Oh, wonderful. I've always wanted a library with ladders on rails. Yep, the boys will be <laughs> here I, most I of the time. I always like those, and then yes. with the little spiral staircases that go up. Mm. Mm. Off of the library is the study. Oh, hey. Uh, a somewhat oddly shaped room. It's almost wow. like octagonal in shape uh, with numerous other bookcases in here as well as uh, two large tables and a comfortable looking chair um, to allow one to uh, to come in here and study various things. The floor is covered in a large intricate circular rug. Hmm. For those of you with uh, arcane expertise, you can tell that, yeah, a, a wizard at one point or another included this somewhere in the house. Awesome. <laughs> I, need a, I need a cool study to be in. After that, you are uh, shown through the rest of the second floor, which uh, includes what is commonly just referred to as the guest room. Um, it's the one closest to the uh, the landing, which is a rather spacious room, sometimes simply referred to as the red room. Oh, no, nobody should say it's better there. Oh, no. Due to I the know. fact that there's a, a red carpet across the floor and uh, mm. a large, uh, the bed is done in uh, red as well. I was just about to say, I was thinking Jane Eyre, poor Jane. <laughs> Next to the, uh, the guest room is the first of the bedrooms. Again, a rather spacious affair, mostly done in purple, hmm. with a desk uh, off towards one side, as well as a nightstand. A smaller bedroom is a little bit uh, closer. It's actually in the very center of the house. It's the only bedroom in this house that doesn't have a window. Oh, hmm. that should be the guest room. You get the feeling that this is probably going to be like, this is where maybe you would have small children or something like that, or be turned hmm. into, you know, nursery or whatever. Um, that again has a large spacious bed, as well as a, uh, a desk. There's a small gathering area, um, kind of a, a preparatory area right off of the bedrooms, um, centrally located directly over where the kitchen is below, uh, with a fireplace here so that you can come out here and uh, speak to other family members or have a moment to collect yourselves. There's also the upstairs bath, uh, which mm -hmm. is located off of this. Uh, along the eastern side of the house is the next bedroom, which is more of a teal room. Uh, with oh, wow. a large uh, rug covering the floor. Um, it's kind of oddly shaped, and uh, it's a little bit colder in this room than the other ones, as it does share one massive stone wall and actually has the like exposed, uh, unlike the wood paneling elsewhere, it's the exposed curvature of the ancient stone tower um, ah. is against one wall, uh, giving it a rather unique appearance. Mayron would also show you uh, back to the other side of the servant's uh, hallway. Um, this is the servant's upstairs hallway, which comes off of the spiral stairs from downstairs. Mm. And does have his bedroom. Oh, cool. Ah, okay. Um, ah, so okay. that he has easy access to all of you. In case you should need him for anything. Cool. In case he's going to assassinate us. I was just us. thinking that. 
if we hadn't made a good impression, maybe. Uh, again, off the upstairs uh, kind of landing area is the next of the bedrooms. Uh, this one's more of kind of a uh, sort of pinkish red, hmm. um, <laughs> which is a very oddly shaped room. Um, lots of hmm. angled walls. Uh, and then lastly, for the lady of the house is the master suite. It big. Oh, wow. Uh, which is a very hey. large, spacious room. Oh, I get room. my own tub. Um, it has its own bathtub. <laughs> so that's what Rachel was just like, oh, I get my own bathtub. Um, it has its own tub up here as well as a large bed, uh, numerous windows that uh, these kind of the bay windows that overlook the front of the house. Nice. Uh, desk off towards one side. And uh, it is the only room in the house that has its own fireplace as far as bedrooms cool. are concerned. Neat. All right. And how many blackout curtains? <laughs> as many as well, you, you need want to darkness, install. There is a room with no windows. That's true. <laughs> that's, true. <laughs> that's the vampire room. Lastly, Mayron will show you the secret passage. Um, which is located uh, right next to the fireplace. It makes that sense. Opens uh, <laughs> oh, wow. through a bookcase into the shrine, oh, uh, which is at the top of the uh, old stone tower. Hmm. Okay, you can go pray in the shrine. Yeah. And if you're under attack in the middle of the night, you jump up, you run over here, you open the secret passage, you run downstairs, you open the trap door, you drop into the armor, you open the other trap door, and then you run through the escape tunnel. Very quick mm -hmm. and efficient. I mean, you're not wrong. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> I suppose then you each get to uh, to choose your bedrooms. Gwen will take the red room. The All guest right. room. Yeah, so Gwen will take oh, the red room because it it's technically, yes, it's the guest room, but she likes red, so she'll take the red room. I'll take the pinky. I would like the purple room. So what's the last room left then? Either no windows or teal. Or towel. Uh, maybe Oliver will be at home in the cold room. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think I think that would be his preference, to be honest. So let's go with it. Yeah, you all have a chance. The They bring up your luggage your supplies uh they move all of those in for you you have a chance to settle in you have a scrumptious dinner downstairs in the dining room enjoying a delicious uh, first meal in your home i can only imagine uh, most of the conversation this first night probably turns to like okay so tomorrow morning we need to get up we need to go into town we need to probably uh maybe speak to onara just need to survey mm. the town yeah we need yeah. to basically do yeah, the survey get an idea of what we're working with in there um you would be warned. Um, I suppose warned might be the proper term. Uh, Mayron would inform you that uh, it is currently Moon Day. Oath Day is uh, the open door day for the citizenry of Statues, of Stackies, mm. uh, which means that Oath Day is when they can come to you with their problems, with their concerns. That's also when the Sheriff of Stackies, which is also the barkeep, which is also currently the, uh, was previously the Honorary Tribune, um, will bring any legal cases to you. Do mm. we have a space I where see. we host such things? Or do we do it in the town They somewhere? bring a chair out into the foyer. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, because the foyer is kind of the receiving room. It's yeah. the large room here. And also yeah, they don't want... That's why it makes sense. There's the two doors. There's yeah. a line Yeah, because there's a line in to queue in and out. All right. Fair. Yeah, they don't want peasants marching through the house. Do we have other records or other, you know, documents that are about running the manor or... Yeah, all of those would be located local in the Local laws study. and all that. Yeah. Um, and Maybe as far no. as local laws are concerned, all of those would be located somewhere in the library. Ah, Verity will be joining the boys in the library. Yeah, Marin has no idea of anything about that because uh, Roran Sycom was the previously named Tribune. Onara Sycom's husband that passed away. Ah. Uh, he died five years ago. Uh, but yeah, Alice didn't ever do anything on Oath Days like because she, she didn't want people in her house. Oh, God. Okay. She could have so. at least set up on the front porch. Well, people can well, certainly yeah. come. I guess we'll make it known that they can come on Oath Day, and then yeah, yeah. we want to make sure we're open to them. Verity mm -hmm. will retire to the library and dig around for paperwork, uh, like a weird little nerd. He would warn you that, based on tradition, of course, Oath Day. This Oath Day is going to be very busy for you um, because uh -huh. yeah. 
well, tradition is also every citizen of Stackies will need to come and introduce himself. Oh. Because you are now their lord. So they have to show up. They have to go through the whole introductory thing. And mind you, yes, Stackies only has a population of like, I think, 80. That's still 80 people that you have to That's meet. That's still, yeah, That's 80 people you have to come say it's hi to. It's a fan to meet and greet. That's what's happening. Yeah. Uh, so basically, they would just tell you, he would just warn you ahead of time of, uh, you know, you'll have the next two days to kind of collect yourselves. Um, but after that, um, get ready to meet the entire town. And uh, likely, you'll probably hear a lot of the uh, the things that you could improve around the town as Perfect. far as they're concerned. I mean, that's what we want to know. Yeah. But again, I imagine uh, as you sit here around the table, you eat your meals, um, cats dance around your feet. No. Really only wink. Wink's the affectionate one. You settle in uh, knowing that the next couple of months are going to be extraordinarily busy for you as you start to compile your own quest log as it were yeah. as I'm I'm sure you're probably sitting there with a sheet of paper like what all do we need to do oh yeah, yeah. we've got to talk to this guy talk to this guy figure this thing out a and lot we have to three months up. to do all of it it's mm-hmm. true you uh you basically have three months to uh, solve all the problems for this I'm entire sure county, we'll divide so. and conquer <laughs> we're gonna probably have yeah. luck we're gonna have to yeah I suppose that will be a problem for all of you next time as we enter into part two of this book, Scion. Nice. All right. Oh, man. Two are noble Scions. Oh, Time and to show off our side, stuff. You will get to do that one level higher. Yay! Yeah. Leveling up. So get ready to start things like, do I need to take some like, you know, profession carpenter or something like that? What am I doing with mm-hmm. this bridge? Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming Barrister is still going to be useful, so I'm going to continue to rank that. <laughs> <laughs> one can only hope. But Gwen leaves her door cracked so the cats can come in and out. <laughs> <laughs> My first step, install a cat door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> During the summer, it's actually kind of hard to keep them out because they can just like run through the fireplaces. Nah. <laughs> the fireplace. Because they just run through that. either side. They're just like, eh, I cat love, door. <laughs> I love these cats. We should get more cats. All the cats. This place is I big enough is for probably quite a good many number cats. of cats, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And you'll get to see, uh, once you're staying here, your first night, whether or not this place, is, in fact, is haunted. I'm sure you will find out before anyone else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Fair. Yeah, so thank you all for listening. Usually this is the part where we launch into um, thanking our patrons. Uh, and I will get to that here in a moment. However, I've been very much, I don't know about you guys, but I've been very much enjoying these last couple of, um, honestly, these last few weeks of War for the Crown. I, I had Absolutely. a lot of yep. fun during part one. Yeah, it's been fun. I'm Indeed. chomping at the bit for part two. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Me ready. Too. However, I do like to change things up from time to time. We don't like things to be stagnant or anything like that. I do like to, to kind of throw things out there, uh, make things exciting for all of you. And so over the next few weeks, we'll be doing something a little bit different. Hmm. There are, uh, shall we say, a collection of side stories that tie into the events for War for the Crown. Some of you having possibly run this before, are aware of them. Um, however, there are a number of these uh, these little side stories that involve, uh, shall we say, more action-oriented heroes. And I thought, <laughs> after having this uh, this fun Tanager Jubilee, which you guys have gone through, uh, which involved a lot of being polite and diplomatic and, and all the rest of that stuff, that we would instead jump into something a little bit different. Still polite, still diplomatic, still Taldane. But instead, jump into a little bit of a, a side story. Whoa. Those of you familiar with uh, Mummy's Mask will know that we did a couple of these in the form of our uh, Faded Tales and Fated Tales. <laughs> However, in this case, uh, I'll give you all a little teaser. Mm. When I sat down with the crew and asked them to make their characters for War for the Crown, 
I provided them with eight houses to choose from. Um, some of these names that you're quite familiar with in the form of the Corsinas, the Marosets, the Kastners, the Darahans, the Zespires. Some of which you may have heard even a little bit in passing. The Denzarni, the Falspars, and the Heskalars. Those were three of the houses that weren't chosen for this. Part of the fun of being able to provide all that information was um, I didn't know what houses anyone was going to choose, which was fun and interesting. However, <laughs> a lot of work went into that. And again, all of those other houses, you know, there's that, that magical summer, that summer without rain that the children had at Birdsong Palace. All of those houses were present. And our heroes aren't the only children that were there. And as such, for the next six weeks, we're going to do a little side story where we explore those other children, those other five noble scions that were also there, what we have been in-house affectionately referring to as the B-team. <laughs> yeah. yes, maybe the Knights of Winter. <laughs> the Knights of Winter. <laughs> You'll get a little bit more information about these, uh, these slightly younger scions, um, as they were not friends with uh, Princess Eutropia. Um, instead, they were there to entertain Eutropia's younger brother, um, the now unfortunately deceased Prince Carius. And so uh, you'll get to experience a completely different set of heroes for the next couple <laughs> yes. of weeks. And we're also, I don't going to leave it as a twist. I'm going to leave it as a surprise for you. But we're also going to be doing something, I would say, incredibly experimental. I would say I have not heard it on another podcast before. Mm. Hmm. So uh, get ready to experience something fun and different that I hope will keep you entertained for the next uh, six weeks or so as uh, we take a brief breather between these first two parts before diving into uh, what I'm honestly going to say. I'm extraordinarily like this, this, this second the part Stardew of this Valley book. portion of yes. Work for the Crown. <laughs> yeah. Arrange all of your crops in their proper rotation. Remember everyone's birthdays. This. They're going to tell you all of them when they show up, all 80 of them. <laughs> right Remember their birthdays and figure out what to give them. Yep. <laughs> yep. Dandelions. Don't mix it up. <laughs> it's true. But yes, I've been very excited for part two of this book in the Adventure Path. It's kind of what really sold me um, on this AP as a whole. So uh, we've struggled sometimes with sandboxes before, but let's see what happens when we uh, we all dig our toes into the sand of this sandbox. <laughs> this it's is a such a large sandbox. It's a massive to-do list. It's a honey-do list, as it were. Yes. A <laughs> hundred square miles of to-do list. <laughs> would you would you mind ever so kindly changing out the light bulbs? <laughs> uh, however, we do, as always, want to take an opportunity to thank our patrons for their continued patronage, their continued support. Um, it is thanks to you that, uh, again, I wasn't necessarily uh, all that too, not to dig on the, the map or anything. I wasn't really all that too happy with the map for the Betany Estate. So uh, I did make my own map for the Betany Estate. Mm. Oh, jeez. So that was uh, that was an that was a choice. First off, um, that ended up being way more intensive uh, <laughs> than I initially like, It's a choice, and I regret it. <laughs> that was a Are choice. Are you giving people the map? Uh, I will be releasing this map for other people to uh, to use at their own leisure um, if they are running this, if they want to expand a little bit. Because the again, the map didn't have any. Uh, what well, had like some furniture and all the rest of that stuff, but it just it really didn't have that same impact. Mm. So I really wanted to kind of delve into the the map for this one. Because this is going to be your home. This is where you live now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's actually thanks to our patrons that I had the time to sit there and do that. Once we had hit a certain tier, once we'd hit a certain point, uh, this is basically my job now. And it's mm -hmm. my job because of the generosity of people like you listening to this podcast. 
Um, you are supporting me living the dream of locking myself into my office for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> but but I do get to see my wife more now than I have for like the last three years, uh, which has been great. Now you're co-workers, <laughs> essentially. Yes, I mean, it's true. Yes. I mean, yeah. Kind of. You my cat has place. been happier than ever before. She's been so happy that I'm here all the time. So and that's because of you. You've made Sophie happy, and I appreciate that. She's been less evil. Yes. Sure, she's been far less violent than normal. She's still the devil. The last time I was there, she hissed at me and tried to bite me. Well, you know. But in the past, she would have bitten you. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> so thank you to everyone for making my cat happier. I really appreciate Yay. that. You are all amazing. Um, and I would like to take the opportunity to thank a couple of patrons by name. So uh, Marshall J. Davis, thank you specifically for making my cat happier. <laughs> yes, very good. Marshall. Thank you, Marshall. Thank you, Marshall. Thank you, Marshall. And uh, David Bameter, thanks. Ooh. I guess for Rick's right. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> thank you, David. <laughs> thank, thank you, David. <laughs> yeah. Kate Herrig, thank you for making Rick's cat happy. <laughs> just, thank you, just Kate. Kate. Just thank across you, the board, Kate. just by one cat. Actually, I think all my cats are a little happier, but uh, thank you for letting me be full-time cat dad. And I would like to thank Christian Schaldecker. Thank, thank you, Christian. Christian. Thank you, Christian. Christian. still the devil. That's such a good name, Schaldecker. Yeah. yeah. And I would like to thank Michael Blevins. Oh, well, thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it, Michael. We get a lot of support from Mike's and Michael's, too. Mm, true. Hmm. I don't know if that says something about the type of people that play Pathfinder and listen to podcasts. Like if you're born with a name like Steven or Michael, you're way more likely or uh, (laughs) or if it's just the popularity of those names. Or are they just more likely to support us on Patreon? It's true. Mm. Extra kind people. And I would like to go on ahead and thank Clifford Russell. So we appreciate your support. Thank you, Clifford Clifford. Russell. Thank you you so much. (laughs) There's sometimes that I hear a name and it's like Clifford Russell. It's like, that sounds like an author. Like that sounds like that ah, name should be yeah, yeah, in yes, front of a yeah. book. Mm-hmm. So yeah. thank you, Clifford. Again, I appreciate all of your patronage and support. And I also want to, of course, uh, as we do so often, but uh, don't want to be remiss, make certain to take the time to thank our amazing Discord community. You are all phenomenal. You have been supporting us uh, as well and spreading the word about the podcast for everyone on there that is running and hosting games. Thank you all for doing that, for supporting the podcast by spreading the word, by making people excited um, about what we do. Even people that just come to our Discord to play society games and then learn about there. Sometimes I see people that are like, I've never listened to an episode of this podcast. I'm just here for society. Um, mm-hmm. And then later on, like yep. people kept recommending the podcast to me in my society <laughs> games. So thank you all for uh, for supporting us, for helping spread the word. We also, of course, want to thank our Reddit community, um, who have also mm-hmm. done a wonderful job of constantly putting out new posts, of uh, going out, reaching out to people, of building this Reddit community surrounding that. And so I greatly appreciate everyone uh, going on there, basically going on to anywhere in the Internet and uh, and talking good things about us. If you're talking bad things about us, please stop. But everyone <laughs> else going on there talking good things about us, we greatly appreciate that. So thank you. And of course, I do want to take an opportunity to thank our Find the Path tier patrons for their continued support. And I would like to thank Andrew Miller, Brayden Worrell, Colin Bill, Elliot Brown, Eric and Lisa Junker, Gary S., Ian Date, Jessica Vetterly, Jim C., John Koo, Joshua Saldana, Lewis Ellis, Robert Beach, Sandy Archer, Siren Roll, and TJ Khan. Thank you one and all for your support. Thank you, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And uh, as previously stated, tune in next time for, shall we simply say, Pathfinder with a twist. (laughs) Oh, my. Oh, my. 
Is it that we're doing <laughs> paintings forward or to drinking? <laughs> are we doing paintings or what are we doing? We're doing both. <laughs> All right, Jordan, paint me a battle we're map. We're drinking paintings? Oh, and no. drink this beer. <laughs> oh, no. We're drinking paint. Oh, we're doing so unsteady. <laughs> Again, thank you all for tuning in. And until next time, good luck, Pathfinders. Good luck. Good luck out there. Good luck. Okay, but uh, since I have the teal room, that means I'm the most patriotic of us, right? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little blue and a little green. So, ha-ha. All of our time there with the two weeks. <laughs> and also you get to uh, share a wall with the creepy tower that's which don't have maybe seven hundred years old. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. War for the Crown is copyright 2018. War for the Crown and the Pathfinder Venture Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.